Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast, and we are so excited because it is actually our 31st episode. And so we thought it would be super fun that we would do Proverbs 31. And I'm really excited for this because I've only personally read Proverbs 31 a handful of times. And I wouldn't even say I was a full expert on it. So being able to come in, and I'm not really an expert at all in anything (laughs) when it pertains to the Bible, I'm still, you know, learning, but I'm really excited because I was able to kind of go through this with Sid and like, we're going to actually get to break this down for you guys. But I'm excited too, just to kind of lean into this and kind of see what God calls us to be as women and how to grow spiritually and how to be like I said, the women of God that he he has asked us to be and he shows us to be. So I'm super excited. Yeah. So I just, I love Proverbs 31. I think obviously it's just so applicable to all of us women in so many different ways. So what we're actually going to do, and we don't do this very often where we just like read a whole, you know, piece of scripture, like a lengthy piece of scripture on our podcast. But today, since this episode is specifically on Proverbs 31, we are going to read um, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. All right. So if you have your Bible near you and you want to read this with us or open your Bible app, or you can totally just listen, that is completely fine. But we're going to go through this. That way we can break it down after. All right. So starting in verse 10, it says, a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So basically, we just kind of wanted to walk through this and we're not going to go back and break down every single verse or anything like that. But we do want to go through and just point out some of the main characteristics that we see here 
you know, of a Proverbs 31 woman, because this is, you know, it's in the Bible. So clearly this is something that the Lord wants for us. And, you know, first I just want to say, as we go through these, like, it can be kind of overwhelming because it's like, oh, I have to be, you know, a hard worker and I have to be this and I have to be this. And, and, you know, and it's so many different things that we see and that can be kind of overwhelming, right? Because what if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, well, that's not me right now. And that's not me. And that's not me. Like I've felt all these ways before when reading this, um, you know, passage of scripture. And I just want to say like, don't be overwhelmed by it because it's not your responsibility to change yourself. Okay. So like, as we go through these characteristics, if there's some that you feel like, that's just not me. And I need to work on that, but I don't know how to fix that. Don't worry about it. These are things for you to just pray over and, you know, keep reading this passage of scripture, like regularly. And every time that you come across something, you know, like her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Like, Lord, I want to be trustworthy and reliable so that my husband can completely rely on me, have full confidence in me, like help me to be that way. And just pray over these things instead of being like, okay, I've got to, I've got to change this and this and this, like, here's my list that I need to, you know, correct about myself because that's just not, that's just not possible. (laughs) We're human and we need the Holy Spirit to do the work in us. So just wanted to preface that by saying that. Yeah, that's good. So let's go ahead and just dig into some of the characteristics that we see here. So the very first thing that I see and I kind of just mentioned, but in verses 10 and 11, it says, you know, the wife of noble character is worth far more than rubies. Her husband does have full confidence in her because she lacks nothing of value. Um, And I don't think that means that she's perfect because Jesus is the only person that's ever been and ever will be perfect. But, you know, when you read that her husband has full confidence in her, basically what that means is she's proven herself to be trustworthy and reliable right? That's why you have confidence in someone. So if there's things that we're doing that are keeping our husband or our loved ones from like trusting us and being able to rely on us, then that would be something that we would want to pray over and just say like, Lord, help me, help me to change that. Yeah. And I was also going to say, I think the second half of this is, it says she is worth far more than rubies. And this is obviously a really popular verse, but it's a reminder of how much you are worth as God's child. And I know from my testimony, I lacked self-worth completely. Therefore, I had men who also did not see that, and nor did I require that. So just when it says her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value, that also means that you need to remind yourself who you are as a Proverbs 31 woman so that you have a man who will also honor you like he honors God. Um, and that's super important because like I said, from my testimony, I lacked all of that. I didn't know my worth. I also didn't expect men to value or see my value. And so that one definitely hit closer to home for me. And just as a reminder of declaring who we are in Christ and making sure the you know, your husband, your future husband, your husband now, you know, wherever it's at, wherever you're at in your journey, um, that you are being that woman so that he can value you in that way as well. The next one is verse 12, and it talks about she brings him good and not harm. And really, to me, this stood out of not being a woman of drama, you know, not being someone who is constantly nagging or constantly hurting maybe your husband's ego. And obviously we're speaking about husbands here because it's talking about the wife to the husband. But, you know, even if you're in that pursuit of finding your husband, it says that she brings him good and not harm, meaning you are uplifting, you are giving um, words of life um, and speaking life. And I think this is super important, especially in our friend groups. Like, 
How are you talking about your husband behind closed doors? How are you praising him for the works that he's doing for you and your family, et cetera? And so it's just a reminder that we honor our husbands and we honor the men in our life by speaking life and and bringing good to him and not harming him, whether to his face or even behind his back. Absolutely. And then we see in verses 13 through 15, you know, again, she is a hard worker. Worker. She selects wool and flax, works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. You know, she's getting up while it's still night to provide for her family and for her servants. So she's not lazy. She's an action taker. That's what I see here. And that's something that is very admirable to me and something that I want to continue striving to be, um, you know, more of. Yeah. And this one too, I think it's kind of cool because I think sometimes, especially as women, and I know today's are a little different than back then because women didn't have the same typical job as men nowadays. And now we do like now there's the wife and the husband working full-time jobs because that's just how life is now. But for the most part, and some families aren't like that, but it's, it's a good reminder that, you know, the husband can still provide for the family, but the wife also provides in such a unique way. You know, she's taking care of the the family and making sure they are fed. And she's still working just as hard as the husband, you know, if not even harder sometimes, because not only is in 20, you know, 22 now working a full-time job, but we're still called to make sure that we provide food for the family and and we make sure everyone's well fed and and all of those things as well. So it's just a reminder that you know, man and wife still have their unique roles and as the wife we are still called to work hard and make sure that our family's fed and that um our household is being managed well. The next one in verse 16. So this one is a really good one to kind of sit on. And this is something that the Lord has put on my heart to really work on this year. But it says, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So this is all about having good stewardship, taking care of what God's given you, seeing the opportunity, not just blowing through all the blessings that God has given you. Because God doesn't give us blessings for us to waste it and not give him glory in it. And so with this scripture, it's a good reminder that, you know, if God has given us, you know, a blessing, whether that's financial or, you know, whatever it might be, we need to take care of it. We need to be good stewards. We want to make sure that we're multiplying those blessings and um, not, not using them well. And so this is a really good one, even just as women, like God does give us provision. He gives us things that he wants us to nurture and take care of. And so this is a good example of making sure that we're taking care of that well. Absolutely. And then the thing that sticks out to me in verse 17 is that it says she works vigorously. And if you look at the word vigorously, it means in a way that involves physical strength, effort, or energy strenuously. So of course as a fitness trainer over here, I'm going to give a little plug for fitness, (laughs) but this is, you know, this clearly is speaking of physical strength. So we are called to have strong, healthy bodies. And so she clearly is doing things that keep her active and keep her, her strength up. You know, I'm not saying you have to be a weightlifter or anything like that, but it is important that, you know, we have those strong, healthy bodies so that we can take care of things and help provide for ourselves and our families and others. Yeah, that's so good. Moving on into verse 18 and 19. So this one, I actually had to do some digging because I was kind of like, okay, I get it, but do I get it? You know, sometimes we read the Bible and it's like that where you're like, I think I know what you're trying to say, but 
I wanted to kind of research and I'm going to read this one out to you and then kind of read what I read. And so this one does say she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. And so this one's kind of a mouthful, but this one's really talking about when it says sees her trading is profitable. This doesn't necessarily mean that she's trading herself. It also kind of goes into the wisdom that is behind the family, entrepreneurship, things like that, and making sure that whatever is being done to provide for the family is wise and that it's profitable. Um, So obviously men in our lives are, they're the ones, you know, going and providing, but she's that sound mind behind her, her husband's work, work ethic as well. So you guys are a team in that. And so she's seeing that her trading is profitable, just making sure she's making wise decisions. She's, you know, spending money well, making sure that um, kind of the same thing with the stewardship is just making sure that all of the decisions that are being made are being filtered through her and that it is being done responsibly. And when it says her lamp does not go out at night and in her hand, she holds the staff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Really what this is meaning is she does not give up easily. She's a hard worker and she does not let her energy run out. And so she basically, she works hard, but she takes care of herself. Just like in the the previous verse, she's taking care of her body. But this is also saying that she, she works hard throughout the night, meaning she doesn't just give up. That doesn't necessarily mean stay up all night long and not rest. It's saying that she doesn't just turn off her lamp whenever she's done and she's frustrated. She works through, she perseveres, she's resilient. Um, and she continues to grasp the spindle with her fingers, meaning she pushes through any pain or any hardship that she might have when working upon the Lord and for her family. Yeah, absolutely. And then going on to verse 20, we see also that she is a giving woman, that she's not selfish, that she's opening her arms to the poor, extending the hands to the needy. And so that's pretty self-explanatory right there. (laughs) Um, So there's not really much to say on that, but I think that that's probably something we all could always be praying to be more of. I know I definitely can. Yeah. And I think this is kind of hard too, because as women, you know, even in Proverbs 31, it's showing us that we are pouring kind of our well-being into our families. But this verse is just a good reminder that we also need to be using that womanly nature, the motherly nature that God has instilled into us to the community as well. And that, you know, we have a really special gift as women of God. And so just reminding ourselves that we are supposed to do that to the needy and the poor and kind of extend that out outwards and not just for the family. Um, in verse 21 and 22, so this is um, a really good one. And I think, you know, men and women have different roles when it comes to kind of the pressures of managing a household. But this one says when it snows, she has no fear of her household, household for all of them are clothed. So this is a really good reminder of that, you know, as women of God, we're prepared. We we seek preparation, one, with prayer, you know, upon the Lord, but also physical preparation. You know, we are looking ahead. We are staying ahead of the household, making sure that, you know, everyone is clothed and, you know, everyone is taking care of when a storm or winter is coming and things like that. But something that I loved in verse 22, where it says she makes coverings for the bed, she is clothed in fine linen and purple. So I did some research on this. And what this is actually talking about is though she is taking care of everyone else, she's prepared. She's doing all the things for her household. 
she is clothed in fine linen, meaning she still takes care of herself. So not only does she do this for her household, but she takes care of herself as well. And I think this is so important because whenever we we see this a lot where moms are being burnt to the ground, I mean, we're going and going and going. I say we're like I'm one and I'm not, but I've just seen it. It's a good reminder that a Proverbs 31 woman still also takes care of her her health, meaning mentally, spiritually, physically. And so maybe even just reevaluating how you can reclothe yourself in fine linen and purple. What needs to be done so that you're also taking care of yourself alongside of everything else in the household as well. And that's really what verse 22 is saying. Yeah. And I kind of just want to jump ahead for a second, just because verse 25 is so applicable to like what you just said in verse 21, you know, because she is prepared and like looks ahead and takes care of her household and things like that. In verse 25, we see she's clothed with strength and dignity, but then it says she can laugh at the days to come. So when you are prepared, you know, and you're looking ahead at the future and you're making wise decisions in order to protect your family and your future, then you can look, you know, look at those days and and laugh at the days to come, you know? So I thought Mm -hmm. that was interesting how they kind of connected, Yeah, but Hopping back up to verse 23, I find this interesting. It says her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. And so it's like all of a sudden we're jumping from like, um, it, or it, at least it seems like we're jumping from like a me characteristic to a my husband characteristic, right? But it, you know, your husband really is such a reflection of you and like who you choose to marry is so important because you become one, right? Yeah. So, you know, she's clearly made the decision to be married to someone who's also respectful and respected by others. And, you know, if you're a woman who is listening to this and you're thinking, well, maybe my husband isn't that way, pray for him. You mm-hmm. know, that's a whole nother topic, but you can pray for your husband to be that man that is respected by others. And as you work on, um, you know, and I work on and Jordan works on being, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman ourselves. we can also be praying that our other half becomes, you know, and, and inherits those characteristics as well, I guess. Yeah. Well, and also as a reminder, when this is written, you know, back in the Bible times, I like to say, I think the Bible is living, breathing, breathing even today, but women got married very, very early back then. So to become a wife was really your whole life. Like you became a wife really, really young in today's day, you kind of, you could not become a wife until your thirties, you know, or even later sometimes. And so this is just a good reminder that this was written for like the earliness of becoming a wife and that your whole life really was kind of spent managing a household, taking care of children and, and et cetera. But just a reminder too, that when it says her husband, obviously it's in perspective of her already being married. And if you're not married, this is also a good reminder that you are looking for a certain characteristic of a man that one, if he's respected, that also means like he's choosing to have God as his, his guidance, as his, is he's walking with God and a man who is walking with God will be respected because God is giving him provision. He's giving him wise words. He's giving him a clear walk. And so it's just a good reminder. And obviously we see it in the Bible to be equally yoked and women, we are looking for men of God. Like we are looking for that. And that's so important. And so I think that's just another reminder in verse 23 of what kind of a man you're also looking at and looking for when also becoming a Proverbs 31 woman yourself. Yeah. I love that. 
Going into verse 24, this one's really exciting because I do think sometimes, you know, this the whole Proverbs 31 woman is obviously a lot about, you know, taking care of the household, making sure everyone's fed and, you know, we're taking care of ourselves. But this one actually says she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. And really after kind of digging into this verse, it's really talking about using your skill sets, doing what you are really good at and love, but also blessing others with it. So the beginning of that verse is saying, you know, what she makes and what she's really good at. And not all of us maybe are good at making linen garments. She was selling them because that's what she was really good at. And this was just kind of a reminder that there might be certain skill sets and things that God has called you to. And you're we're supposed to be taking what God gives us and using it to bless others. She supplied them to the merchants with sashes and things like that. So it's just a reminder to make sure you are using those skill sets, acknowledging those skill sets, seeing what God has given you um, that's unique and blessing other people with that as well. Mm, That's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. You know, and we kind of already talked about the um, she's clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come and she can laugh at the days to come because she is prepared but also because the Lord is is by her side, you know, because she, when we really truly like grasp the concept that we're moving into the future day after day with God and not alone, we seriously, like there's no room for fear of the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me think of the verse, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when the joy of the Lord is our strength and he, you know, he is that source of strength for us, our strength and our dignity. It also comes with so much hope and peace for the future because that is God, right? And so we can laugh and we can be excited and hopeful about the days that are to come because we're walking with the Lord and because mm. he is all those things. He is our strength. He is our hope. Yeah, mm, that's so good. The next one is verse 26. And it's talking about, you know, she speaks with wisdom and, you know, has faithful instruction, you know, and I think this is something as a reminder that women are, our words matter. You know, this is really talking like the power of the tongue and, you know, all of the things that we say has power and she speaks with wisdom. You know, she, as a Proverbs 31 woman comes in and has that wisdom to say, this is wise and this is foolish, which also I believe goes into knowing our word. Like we are called to read the word so that we can have wisdom and we can, you know, lead in ways or support our husbands or whatever it might be because we are walking closely with God and has faithful instruction, meaning the advice we're giving is in faith. Kind of like what Sid just said, you know, we are, when our hope and our peace is in the Lord, therefore our words that we're portraying or giving other people, whether it's our husband, our friends, our children, it's all through faithful instruction, meaning it's all coming from God. So power of the tongue, it's so important. I think this is one that I've been checking off on my daily to-do list is asking like, what have I said today that was not from God? What have I thought today or spoken over someone today that wasn't wise or wasn't faithful to God's word or you know whatever that might be? And that's definitely been a heavy area of conviction in my life lately. So that one's a good one for sure. And if you haven't listened to our episode on the power of the tongue, definitely go listen to that. And then the, basically like the key note in the next, you know, little section is that she's not eating the bread of idleness. So basically she's not just letting things be handed to her, right? She's not just sitting around being lazy, living it up and 
and, you know, letting, like I said, letting things be handed to her. And, you know, this is not to say that like, if your husband is the uh, financial provider, that that's bad or anything like that. I think that's a wonderful thing. If, if your husband can be the financial provider, I don't think it's alluding to that at all. I think that it just means like, if you are in that situation where you have your finances provided for, you have someone, you know, taking care of you in that way, you're still not spending your time doing nothing and just being lazy and laying on the couch and eating bonbons all day. Mm-hmm. Like You're still working hard to contribute and, and help provide and take care of the house and, and things like that. Yeah, that's so good. And then coming up to the end, it talks about um, in verse 28 and 29, it says her children arise and calls call her blessed. I want to pause there before I finish the next part. But this is really something that stood out to me is like, she teaches, you know, her children to not only respect her, but also see the blessings of God, you know, and um, seeing the miracles and wonders that God has done in her life. So normally when someone calls you blessed or you say, I'm blessed, that's giving uh, glory to God. I know some people use blessed lightly, like, oh, I'm blessed. But really, like when we use that term, it's blessed from God. Like he has given me this blessing. It's not because of me. It's not because of my own doings. It's because God has fulfilled that in my life. And so raising your children to see the blessings of God um, and what he's done in your life and seeing how our children or my future children, I don't have any children right now, but they're going to get to see the works the Lord has done in my life and how thankful I am for those. So just reminding our, you know, reminding ourselves to show our children those little things when things do happen that are amazing, reminding them that this is from God and not from us. Um, But then it also goes to say her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And I think this is kind of a fun one. Like this is another one that's about our husbands and who we're looking for to really provide and lead our families. And our husbands are to respect us in the role that we're in, but he also favors us above anyone else. Like he sees that there's many great wives. There's many women who do amazing things, but to, in my eyes, you are my one desire. And this just, I think it's a little romance, you know, it's like finding a man who does honor you and see you above all, not above God, but above, you know, other women in that way. And it's just that desire between, you know, man and wife. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Coming up to the very end here, you know, it says charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Goodness. I wish that this had been read to me like a hundred times when I was when I was younger, because I remember just like thinking, oh, if I just, you know, bat my eyes and be cute and sassy oh and flirty with God. Let's not go there. <laughs> that, you know, I'm going to, guys are going to like me and all this stuff. And it's like that none of that matters. Like this clearly tells us that is not what matters. Uh, what truly matters is that we're focused on on the Lord. I'm fearing the Lord, which if you're not familiar with with the term fearing the Lord, it's not fear as in like a scared feeling, but it's an honor and a reverence and a respect of the Lord. And that's what truly matters because true beauty isn't, isn't found on the outside. You know, that's all going to go away. These bodies are going to start to age. Our skin is going to start to wrinkle, but what's inside of us and our spirit and our, you know, our love for the Lord and the things of the Lord is what is eternal. And that's what really matters. Yeah. And you know, what's so interesting too, 
you know, in Proverbs 31, this is really kind of a guide for women on how to be the women God has called us to be. But there's other scriptures as well. It talks about men fleeing from immortal or not immortal immoral women. So it's telling men to flee from immoral women. And so just remind yourself too, that like, if we're those women who are flaunting our physical attributes, you know, our things that we see on the outside are causing men to sin or lust. If they're a man of God, they're actually being called to flee from that. And so like I said, I'm not judging here because my whole twenties was really spent thinking I could use my body and sex and all these things to find a man to acknowledge and find my, you know, my worth, but then realizing the type of man that I'm actually looking for, he will be unimpressed by these type of actions. He won't find those as value. And that's a good thing, ladies. You don't want someone to only be looking at those physical, physical attributes as your value ever. And this is just a reminder in that, that beauty is fleeting. And when you get into a marriage and you're having children and you're going through sickness and in health, you're not going to want someone to say, well, I married you because you were really hot. (laughs) That's not what you want. Um, Though your person will be very attracted to you. It's just a reminder that the inside, it's so cliche, but it's like the inside is what matters. And that could not be more true because the inside is what you want to make sure is following Jesus and chasing after him because he will always be a better partner if so. That's good. Real good. So our soul assignment for you today, if you're new to our podcast, um, every week we give a soul scripture or soul scriptures. And we we did that today. There are Proverbs 31, but we also do a soul assignment, which is basically just something like applicable that you can take away and go to go apply to your life to become closer to the Lord. And so today our soul assignment for you is to, you know, think about some of these characteristics that, that we just spoke of and go and write out like some of the things that you feel like you need to work on that you're like, you know what, Lord, this really just isn't me. And it's like I said at the beginning of the episode, don't go and try to change yourself because that's just going to lead to disappointment. Go and pray and like pray, Lord, show me when opportunities arise to be this type of woman. You know, um, what's the prayer that I say a lot? A lot of times I'll say like, Lord, you are the potter. I'm the clay, like mold me, take out the imperfections, take out the sin, make me into this type of woman and he'll do it. He'll do it. So there's your assignment for today. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And just as a reminder too, it is okay. If you're kind of like, I'm not even a wife yet. I don't even know. Like I can't even fulfill most of these things. Some here's like a good little tip for you guys. If you're just kind of like, I I strive to be this kind of wife. You know, I strive to be this kind of woman. All these attributes, you can still start right now. You can still take care of your household right now. If you're still living at home, you still, you can take care of your family. You know, you can still help take care of that household. You can still help make sure the family is fed. You can still provide in certain ways. Our character can always be, you know, being worked on right now. And so it's just a reminder that like, even if you're like, well, I don't really have a man or a husband or, you know, anything like that, but I, you can most definitely start with these attributes right now and really working on becoming the woman of God, you know, that God has called us to be. And man, I'm going to be doing this soul assignment myself, just even being engaged. Like I have so many of these areas I want to work on and, I think that's the beauty of it is that God will always show us new areas. I don't think we'll ever perfect this. I really don't. And that's okay. But I do think it's going to be so beautiful to kind of go one by one through these and kind of ask myself, 
where am I at in this area? Am I excelling or am I struggling? You know, and there's definitely a few that stood out to me just breaking this down. So we hope you guys enjoyed this um, episode and just breaking this down, go back, pause it, write down all of the attributes that you heard me and Sid kind of drop and be able to write these down and kind of ask yourself, yeah, like what, what should I work on? And just pray, ask God to give you that guidance. So I'm going to pray us out and we'll see y'all next time. Jelly Father Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the, this listener that has chosen just to spend, you know, 30, you know, 30-ish minutes with us and just learning about you and your word and wanting to grow spiritually, God. Um, Lord, I just pray over this individual as she is seeking to become a Proverbs 31 woman, whatever area she feels like maybe she can't excel in, Lord, fill in the gaps, give her that guidance, give her that wisdom, give her that courage that she can do anything in you and through you. And so, Lord, I just pray over this individual, this woman today that is excited to become more of a Proverbs 31 woman and just help her and um, guide her with any decision making, any um, character changes. Just, Lord, just show up for her in miraculous ways. Um, I just pray over anyone that is going throughout this week that just needs encouragement or a miracle, God, that was on my heart this week and that you just um, intervene in the way that you do. We love you and we trust you in all all the ways and everything that you do for us. And we just thank you and we give you all the glory in our lives. We love you and in your name, amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.